Ecclesiastes 3. Ecclesiastes 3, we're going to the Old Testament. And uh, starting there this morning, we're going to continue our series or some messages we've been, we've been preaching on. And, and this just kind of was a message that had been in my heart. And um, we're talking about seasons. Everybody say seasons. And we're going to start in Ecclesiastes 3. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1. This is written by Solomon, who was the wisest man who ever lived. And we read the book of Proverbs. He gives a lot of wisdom in it. We read the book of Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes is him looking back at his life saying, I didn't take my own advice. I didn't listen to my own advice in Proverbs, so I had to write Ecclesiastes. It's a very sobering book. I, I recommend that if you're depressed, do not read Ecclesiastes for your devotional life. Or Lamentations. That's, that's not a good place to start. But Ecclesiastes is a book about uh, Solomon looking back at his life and saying, you know, I, I tried this and I tried that. I, I had the most money. I had the most girls. I had the most cars. I had the most clothes. He was the king, so he had everything. Uh, I read these books. I went on vacation here. I did that. I had social status. And the whole book of Ecclesiastes is saying, I had all of this and experienced everything that most people will never get to experience. And I did it all, and I did it all more than once, and it still didn't fulfill me. And the whole point of Ecclesiastes is he says, it's all vain. It's all empty. It's all without purpose, without God. So Ecclesiastes is written in that perspective, uh, Solomon looking back at his life. In Ecclesiastes 3, in verse 1, now there is some nuggets in Ecclesiastes, and this is one of them. Ecclesiastes 3, in verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under the sun, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh time to mourn and a time to dance, time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to, f- to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. But notice in verse 1 it says again, but to everything there is a Season. Everybody say season. To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heavens. So today if you're taking notes, the title of my message is, we're going to do part two of the changing of seasons. The changing of seasons. Everybody say seasons. So we talked about this last week. The changing of seasons. The changing of seasons. Season. So we're going to do part two today, and we're going to continue on what we were uh, talking about last week. So something we need to understand is God is a God of seasons. God is a God of seasons. Now, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but we're not. He's the same, but He always doesn't do the same thing in our life the same way. So God is a God of seasons. And one of the reasons we said that God is a God of seasons is because that He doesn't do the same thing the same way every time because we would trust the formula and not Him. 
We would start trusting the way that God did something and not Him. We would stop seeking after something new from God and rely on what we got in the past. That's why God changes seasons. Because He knows us, because He made us all. He knows how humans can be. And they're, they are prone to get into a rut. They're prone to get into habits and just go through the motions. And so He changes seasons. Changes seasons. So God is a God of seasons. We see in the book of Genesis when God created the heavens and the earth, He created uh, uh, nature, He created uh, everything in the ocean, everything in the sky, the mountains, the streams. He created the stars in the heavens. He created uh, mankind. But He said in the beginning when God created the earth, He put the earth on season. He put the earth on seasons. Because the earth needs it to reproduce itself. It needs it to produce fruit. It needs seasons. And we mentioned this, just like the earth needs seasons, mankind needs seasons. And notice it says that he created mankind from the dust of the earth, from the ground. He created mankind from the ground. And if the ground needs seasons, then mankind Needs seasons. We need seasons. We need change. We need something different. And God created us that way. And we need seasons. God always does things in the natural, but He does it in the spiritual. The natural is oftentimes a reflection of what's happening in the spiritual. Do you realize with everything happening in this country right now, is because it's not just a natural issue, it's a spiritual issue. But it shows up in the natural. So things that are in the natural always show up. But they're ultimately a spiritual issue. So we see things in the natural. But ultimately it is a spiritual issue. So seasons come and seasons go. And it is necessary for us to change. And to have seasons in our life. That's the way God set it up. And seasons aren't to hurt us. They're to help us. God Put seasons in our life and not because he's trying to uh, put us through hardship or put us through some things to bring our life to a bad place. But he takes us from faith to faith and from glory to glory. He's got something better in our future than we do in our past. But notice we have to change seasons to get there. We love scriptures that talk about God's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. We love people to say, well, God's going to do a new thing in your life. And God's going to bless you. And it's going to be different next year. But then we refuse to change seasons. It's not going to happen. And so we love it when people preach about that. But then we don't see the other side that we have responsibility in that. To change when God is changing. To move when God is moving. When God is doing something new, I have to do something new. But we just want people to say it from the pulpit so we can shout about it and then live the same way on Monday. It doesn't work like that. Because if we want something new, we are responsible in this. So there's seasons. Seasons change. Seasons are necessary. 1 Chronicles 12.32. You could just write this down. 1 Chronicles 12.32. It talks about the different tribes of Israel. And there's a tribe called Issachar. The tribe of Issachar was a tribe that God said knew the times and the seasons when God was moving. Out of all the 12 tribes of Israel, Issachar knew the times and the seasons where God was moving. Meaning there was other tribes that were kind of clueless to what God was doing. 
In the same way, we all know that there's people that are saved and going to heaven, and they are clueless on what God is doing in their life. They are clueless on what God is trying to do in the earth. They are clueless on what's happening in the spiritual realm because they don't know the times and the seasons. Because it takes discernment to know the times and seasons we live in. But if those people in the Old Testament can know that, how much more us who have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, we can know all things, that's what it says about the Holy Spirit. He can teach you and guide you and lead you into all things. And knowing what season you're in and what's in the future, He can tell you those things. So if the tribe of Issachar could know that in the Old Testament, how much more us? It's interesting, uh, I don't know if Brother Paul uh, is here today. There you are, Brother Paul. And I got this confirmed by uh, Brother Dale. Uh, he said that, a long time ago, there was a woman of God who came to our church and prophesied. We're talking about like when I was tiny, or maybe I wasn't even here yet. Uh, but she prophesied over our church specifically. Notice what she said. That our church would be like the tribe of Issachar. Now this is 30 years ago. I didn't know this prophecy before I said that last week. That our church would be like the tribe of Issachar, that we would be a church in a people who know the times and seasons when God is moving. Come on, are you here this morning? Your face needs to respond a little bit better than the way you're looking at me right now. The tribe of Issachar, and that was prophesied way before this was said last week, and I didn't even know about this prophecy. But I talked to Brother Paul, he told me about it, and then Brother Dale, and, and that was prophesied, notice, about our church. Our church, all of you, if you're in this church, that would be you. That we would be a church. Notice that confirms what we said last week. That we would be a people like the tribe of Issachar that know the times and seasons. That we wouldn't just be a church that stays current with God. We would be a people that stays current with God. And know the times and seasons where God is moving and what he's doing today. So we're going to be like that tribe, tribe of Issachar that knows the times and the seasons. So God is a God of seasons. God is a God of seasons. So we see that God moves in different ways at different times. Last week we mentioned this. This is kind of laying the foundation for what we're going to talk about today. Last week we talked about um, Elijah and the brook. The brook dried up after a while. And God sustained Elijah in a place for a season. But it wasn't forever. Now... I remember something my dad said many times in this church. The only thing that's going to stay the same and the only thing that's forever is the Word of God. But everything else is changeable. And everything else will change. Now, you guys know that in here. If you're over five years old, you understand that things change. Your clothes change. The styles change, the music changes, the TV show changes, the politics changes, the cars change, the airplanes change. Everything changes on this earth, in the natural, but also in the spiritual. And so dad said that many years ago. The only thing that remains the same is the word of God. The only thing forever is the word of God, but everything else is open for change, and it will change with or without you. And so what happened to Elijah here in 1 Kings, we're not going to go over that again, but in 1 Kings 17, 
What happened to Elijah is he was at this brook and God told him to go there during this drought and the ravens fed him and he was uh, drinking water by the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up. Now, the point of that is this. In all of our lives, we know that there's things in our life that changes and it dries up. And when it dries up, we don't sit there and wait for God to do something different. We have to get up and move. We have to change. We have to go into a different season because God wants to do something new. And notice, if we refuse to change, we die. We die. If Elijah would have refused to move by the brook and said, God, I'm just believing you're going to send those ravens again and the creek's going to get you know, going again. I believe you're going to do it, God. He could have confessed that all day, but he would have died by the brook. Because God said... I have provision for you, and it's better than what was in your past. So you need to go into this certain town where there is a widow woman who will sustain you now. And when you get there, you're going to get a home-cooked meal compared to ravens spitting out food at your face. How many know a home-cooked meal is better? A lot better. So God was moving him to something new. And notice Elijah moved with God and he changed. We talked about Abraham, who is the father of our faith. He changed with God. He moved with God. It said that Abraham lived in tents his whole life. Even though he had abundance of wealth, he could have built the biggest mansion you could imagine over there in the Middle East. But notice he didn't. He moved with God. Abraham was known by walking by faith and not by sight. And God will challenges all in here to move with what he's doing. And he will always do new things, and he will do it in different ways than we had it in our past, not just as a church, but as people. So we need to be open for that because God is a God of seasons. God is a God of seasons. Now, you with me today? Okay, so... Uh, I want to share a couple things with you here for a moment about seasons. Now, you need to understand about seasons that there is a kind of a general season we're all in, and then there's a specific season. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. Um, In Esther 4.14, you could write this down. In Esther 4.14, it says that Esther came to the kingdom for such a time as this or a season. Esther came to the the kingdom for such a season as this. So God put Esther in a specific season or a time on the earth to do something great for God. In Galatians 4 and 4, it says that Jesus came in the fullness of time. Jesus came in the fullness of time. So God put his son in the right season. He knew what would be the perfect time to send his son to the earth, and he put him in a specific time, a specific season, and he sent him to the earth. And it says that Jesus was sent to the earth in the fullness of time or his season. Jesus was sent to earth in his season. In Acts 17, 26, it says, and we read this a few weeks ago, talking about Paul. Paul was speaking to these group of unbelievers, and he told them that God prearranged and preordained on where people would live in the times and seasons we would live. God prearranged that ahead of time. How many know you didn't get to choose what time you were born? You didn't choose that. You didn't arrange that. God did. 
And he knew the time and season you needed to be on earth for a reason and for a purpose. He sent you here just like he sent the people that lived in the 1200s and the 1500s and the 1900s. He sent you here for a reason and for a purpose. And he is the one who preordained the times and seasons which we live in today. And a lot of us in here could say stuff like, you know, I just wish I lived back in Bible times. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't want to dress like that. You don't want to eat the food. You appreciate AC. You appreciate the internet and smartphones and everything else. You don't wish you lived in the time of Jesus. And beyond that, you're not graced to live in the time of Jesus. Or he would have put you in that season. You don't wish you lived 200 years ago or 300 years ago. There's a reason that God put us all here in 2017. Because it's our season. And in Acts 17, it says that God is the one who chose that time and that season. Just like everybody else in the Bible, they were sent for a specific season to do something for God. He put us all in here. Now, if you're alive in here, you're in this group. He put us here for a time and a season. So it's not an accident we're here for such a time as this. It's not an accident that we're in the world when the world is acting crazy. He sent us here for a reason and it's our season. So if it's our season, that means we're graced to be here and we're graced to do this. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. And we're graced to do what God has called us to do in this season. Or he wouldn't have put us on the earth at this time. Now once again, that wasn't your choice, was it? You didn't, you didn't know when you were going to be born. You didn't schedule that with God. That was his doing. And he said, I know who needs to be here in this time, in this season, to do what I've called them to do, to be a light in a dark world. And I sit you here for a reason for this season. He sent you here for this season. So I want to say a few things, and, and we're going to deal with the race issue and, uh, in a few weeks here. But let me say a few things before we, we uh, go any further. You realize with everything happening in the world, God knew you would be here. God knew who would be the president. God knew how the United States would be. God knew that there would be race issues, that there would be financial issues, that there would be all sorts of stuff going on around the world, and he said, it's still your season. He wouldn't have put you here if you weren't graced to be here. And he knew how it would be, and he knew that it would be dark, but when it's dark, the light shines brighter. He knew it would be, uh, like it says in Timothy, perilous times would come. Stressful times would come. He knew that. He wrote it in Timothy. But he said, I'm still calling you to be here because it's your season. Now, we need to think about this in the right way because I know a lot of people, not just Christians, but, but even non-believers, are scared right now. They're fearful right now of what's going on in the world. And they watch too much news to start with. There is race issues in this country. But, of course, the, no, the news is going to focus on the couple hundred people that have issues when there's 300-plus million people in America that love each other. Don't get me started. 
Isn't that true? But the news is going to focus on the people who don't get along when everybody else is getting along. Not saying there's not an issue because there is an issue. And we're going to talk about that in a few weeks. But notice, God knew it would be this way, but he sent us anyway. God knew how the world would be, how dark it would be, but he sent us anyways. Because he said, it's your season. I put you here for this reason, for this season, to do something, to be the church, to be a light in a dark world. Because it's our season. And once again, you didn't choose it, God did. That should encourage you because God thought enough of you to send you here for this season. Because he knew that you could handle it as the church. Because he knew that you could do something about it as the church. That you wouldn't be silent, but you would speak up as the church. That you wouldn't just bow down to the darkness and bow down to being politically correct. But you would speak up about what's important. And that you would be the church of the living God in this season. So God has put us in this season for a reason. So we don't need to be fearful, church. We don't need to be scared. We don't need to worry. Because God knew this ahead of time. And he said, it's okay, I sent you here for a season. Because I'm not calling you to just be there, but to change it. That's why you're here. We're here to change the world. I know that's a big task, but the church is well able to do it. If we all realize that we are not just people trying to change the world by ourselves, but we have God Almighty backing us up as the church. That this is not just us versus somebody else. But the God of the universe is on our side. And the Holy Spirit is the helper of the church to accomplish the mission of God. Come on, are you still here this morning? You should be encouraged by now. I'm just preaching to myself. You guys got to turn off the news. Trust me, all of you in here. Turn it off. Go love on somebody and encourage somebody. Turn off the TV. Turn off the social media arguments. Nobody wants to hear your opinion. Just go love on some people and be the church. Be the church. So he sent us all to be here for this season, but that's like a general season. We're all here right now. There's billions of us on the planet that are all here. So we're all in one sense in that season, that time that God has put us on the earth. But there is something that's more specific, and that's when we need to seek God about what season we are in, what season we are in, that we could be discerning enough to know the different seasons. Let me say a few things about seasons, and we mentioned this last week. Seasons will change. Seasons will change. In our life, seasons will change. They change in the natural, but they change in the spiritual. Seasons will change. We know this. We're about to go into fall. Then go into winter. Help us, Lord. Then we'll go into spring. Then we'll go back into summer. And, of course, where we live, we have actually all four seasons. Not everybody gets to experience that. You should be thankful for that. Trust me. You wish you didn't live in a desert where it's hot, hot, and very hot. There's no seasons. It's always hot. It's always dry. It's always summer. But not a fun summer. So we should be thankful. We live in the Midwest, so we have seasons. We have all four seasons here. 
uh, summer and fall and winter and spring. And so we know something about seasons. You can count on it every year, can't you? The seasons are going to change. Some of you are already got your pumpkin spice lattes ready to go. And your fall decor in your house. Oh, my gosh. And then you're going to go to Huber's and pick pumpkins. That's so precious. That's so sweet. Because fall is coming, and then you're going to take a drive out to Brown County so you can look at the leaves changing because the seasons are beautiful. Isn't that true? It is beautiful. I'm I'm not joking too much, but kind of, yeah, a little bit. Because you can count on it that it's going to be fall and the seasons will change. And then you can count on it that winter's coming. And the leaves will fall down. And your soul will fall down as well. You will lock yourself in the house. And you will watch Netflix until the sun comes out in spring. And maybe on a few rare days there will be snow. And you will go outside the house and play in the snow. But other than that, it's winter. And then you know spring is coming. And there's going to be monsoon rains every other day in spring. It's going to rain and rain and rain and rain. But it's raining for a purpose. And it's different than fall. It's different than winter because it knows that eventually the fall is coming again and it's harvest time. And then we know summer's coming. It's going to be hot, really hot. But eventually it will come around to harvest time again. So seasons will change. Seasons will change. We know that. Seasons will change, and something about seasons, seasons are different. They're always different. A lot of times when we think about seasons, we put one over another, but they're all different, but they're all necessary. We asked this the other week. A lot of us like different seasons in here. I'm a summer person. I love the summer. But all the seasons are necessary, but they're all different. Because they all serve a different purpose. In the same way in your life, the seasons of your life will all be different. But they're always necessary for what God wants to do in your life. Some of the seasons aren't as much fun as others. Some of the seasons are more work. Some of the seasons are harvest. But they're all different. They're all necessary to what God is doing in your life. So God works in seasons, in rhythms, and in change. Just today, being 30 years old, just naturally, I'm in a different season than a 17-year-old. I can relate to a 17-year-old, I think. My youth pastor in me says I can. But I'm in a different season. I have a house, and a car, and a job, and a daughter, and a family, and bills. And I'm 30 years old. So I'm in a different season than a 17-year-old, just naturally speaking. But spiritually speaking, I'm in a different season. In the same way you are, whatever age you are, you know, you not just uh, spiritually, but naturally you're in a different season. Some of you are parents. Some of you are grandparents. Some of you are retired. Some of you are in the middle of your career. Some of you have children who are getting older. Some of you have children that are younger. We're all in different seasons here, naturally and spiritually, but something that is true for all of us, it's all going to change. It's all going to be different, 
but it's always going to be necessary, the seasons we're in. Thinking about seasons changing is, this is a, a reason that we need to change with the seasons. Have you ever seen somebody who doesn't know how to dress in season? <laughs> they look out of place. You're embarrassed for them. If you had somebody that came in here today with it being 90 degrees outside and they had a toboggan on and a hoodie and a winter jacket, I saw Brother Sean got hit on there. <laughs> that is the way that Brother Sean dresses in the summer, but he's just cold by nature, I guess. And, and snow boots, and you said, hey, you're dressed for the wrong season. You need to change. Or we were in, in uh, winter, not summer, in winter, and some of you do dress like this in winter, I've seen you, and you got flip-flops on and shorts and a tank top, and you look like you're ready to go to the pool, somebody would say that you're dressed for the wrong season. And how many know we look like that to God and to other people when we don't change with what God is doing? We look out of place, we feel out of place, because we're not changing with the seasons. And just like you got to change your clothes with the seasons when they change, you need to change with God when he changes seasons in your life. So you stay current with what God is doing. Let's look at Galatians 6. Did you guys get something today? Galatians 6. So we need to change with the seasons. We change naturally with the seasons. We need to change spiritually when God changes seasons in our life. Galatians 6. Galatians 6, and we're going to start in verse 7. Galatians 6 and verse 7. says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Verse 8, for he who sows to his flesh will reap of reap corruption. But he who sows life to the Spirit will reap everlasting life. Verse 9, and let us not grow weary while doing good. Now listen to this, New King James, what it says. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. But God says here, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you will reap. And it goes on and says, and let us not grow weary while doing good or sowing what is good into our life when we don't see it. For in due season, which God knows when due season is, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So I want to talk some more about seasons. And there are four different types of seasons or things you do during different seasons that I wrote down. And the Bible is written, once again, in agricultural language. So he uses the example of planting and farming and sowing and watering a lot in the Bible. Now, most of us don't think that way. That's why we have to, to kind of step back and take a look at it from a different perspective. Because that's just the way they've thought. And so the four things I wrote down is there's planting, there's watering, there's resting, and there's harvest. There's planting, there's watering, there's resting, there's harvest. 
those are the four different ones that I could see throughout the, the Bible, especially uh, in the Gospels when Jesus would talk about seasons and planting and harvesting. Those four things kept coming up. There's planting, watering, resting, and harvest. And I think every farmer, which we don't have any in here, but if we did, could agree with me that there's planting, there's watering, there's resting, there's harvest. So there's different seasons, and we have to change to be in those seasons. Because God will do different things at different times. So there is planting seasons in our life, there's watering seasons, there's resting seasons, and there's harvest seasons. And they're all different, but notice it says, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will also reap. And I love it in verse 9, it says, And let us not grow weary while doing good or sowing what's good into our life. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Now, he wouldn't say, don't grow weary, if there was a tendency for all of us to grow weary when we're sowing and we're not seeing what we're sowing. He wouldn't have said, don't grow weary, don't get discouraged, don't stop doing this. If all of us in here wouldn't have a tendency to do that, why? Because we're in a planting season or a watering season, and you don't see the harvest in those seasons. You don't see it. So during those seasons, you have to trust God more than in the harvest seasons. But notice they're all necessary. Because he said God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you will reap. If you sow nothing in your life, guess what? You will reap nothing in your life. If you sow a lot of the right things in your life, you will reap a lot of the right things in our life. But they're not always in the same time and same season. That's why so many Christians get discouraged with their life with God because they don't understand the seasons of God. Dad said this many times, payday is not every Friday for a believer. Harvest season is not every week for a believer. There is times of that, but there's times of planting and watering, and we have to be okay with that. Farmers understand this better than us. They realize that every season can't be a harvest season. Somewhere along the lines, they have to take one season and work. And dig up the ground, which is not fun for your flesh. Dig up the ground and plant, which is not fun. But if they don't plant anything, there won't be any harvest in future seasons. You know, this is kind of a church thing. People say, it's my season. Girl, you know it's my season on Facebook. Girl, it's my season, you know this. Now, what do, they, what do they mean when they say that? They don't mean the work season. They don't mean the watering season. Mm-mm. They don't mean the resting season. They mean the harvest season. So I have issue with that. I have issue with that because everybody wants to say every season, this is my season. But what have you ever planted in your life? What have you ever watered in your life? We all want it to be harvest season every season, but it's not. 
So when people say, it's my season, they're saying, it's harvest season. The question is, what did you plant to get a harvest? What have you been watering in your life to get a harvest? It might be your season, but that season might be dig. That season might be plant. That season might be water what you've been planting. That season might be God wants you to rest because we know this in nature, in farming, in agriculture. We know that the land needs to rest certain seasons. Because if it doesn't rest, it can't produce in the future. You know, we're made up the same way. That's why God says that we need to take a rest day every week. God says we need to take a rest time in our life ongoingly. Because he knows that we need rest just like the ground needs rest. And there's certain seasons in our life that we need to rest more than others. Why? Because God's preparing you for what's in the future. Are you guys getting anything today? Okay. So there's different seasons and God says in his word that the four different ones he talks about are plant, water, rest, harvest. That's the way that God does it. Plant, water, rest, harvest. Now we're talking about spiritually planting things in our life. Spiritually. So in the same way we love corn. Send me a little piece of that corn. Anybody? That was a horrible impersonation. I'm sorry. Nacho Libre, anybody? The greatest movie ever made. A couple people in here. We love corn, but what did it take to get it there? We love tomatoes, but what did it take to get the tomatoes here? We love apples, we love bananas, we love oranges, but what did it take to get those fruit and veggies here? took somebody working and plowing, putting something in the ground and watering it. And staying with it when they didn't feel like it. Because they knew that there would be a harvest eventually that they wanted. And that's the same way with the kingdom of God. That's the way the kingdom of God works. Plant, water, rest, harvest. Plant, water, rest, harvest. And I love it. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Verse seven, verse 8, let's look at this. Uh, For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will reap of the Spirit life everlasting. And verse 9, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart, for in due season. For most of us in here, due season is not when we want it to be. They say God is never early, and he's never late, but he's right on time. But it doesn't feel like that, let's be honest. (laughs) Let's just be honest in church. Like church people, let's be honest for a second because you're acting all fake and spiritual right now. No, there's a lot of times that you feel like, no, God, you are way late. Like not even close. Like you are extremely late. Because people say that in the church world, but I know what they're saying. God's never late. God's never early, but he's right on time. But there's times in our life that due season doesn't come when we think it should come. 
But God knows when it should come. And it says we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So last week I challenged you with this about changing with the seasons. First of all, talking to God. I can't talk to him for you because it's going to be different what he tells me than what he tells you. Last week I said you need to talk to God and ask him what kind of season you're in. Then go a step further, real practical, go a step further and make the changes necessary to be in the season you're called to be in right now. Because it's not enough to know where God is calling you to be. You have to change to go with it. You have to do something different to go with it. You can't keep doing the same old, same old and expect to go into a new season that God is calling you to be in. And you know what? He might tell you something real practical to do that doesn't sound spiritual. But he knows what he's doing when he tells you to do that. So number one, talk to him and ask him, what kind of season am I in in this, in, in this life right now? But also, how can I change to be fully in the season I'm in right now? And this question is not a one-time, a lifetime question. This should be a question you ask God ongoingly. Because He will change things in your life for the rest of your life. And we want to be like the tribe of Issachar that notice stays current with what God is doing. And we know when God's changing stuff, I'm going to change. When God wants me to do something new, I'm going to do something new. Because I don't want to be left out of the season that I'm supposed to be in. So it's not automatic that we're in the season that God wants us to be in. It's not automatic. God is trying to move things and change things and do things differently, but we have a part to play in it and we have to go with it. We have to move with it. We have to change with it. Because God's not going to force any of us to do that. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of what God is doing. Not just as a church, but personally. Can anybody agree with that in here? I want to be a part of what God is doing. I want to stay current with God. I don't want to be left out. If I'm supposed to be over in this season, I don't want to be here because I refuse to change. And I realize that for me as a young man, it's easier for me to say that because I haven't had to change like some of you have had to change in here. Especially those of you that something worked really good in the past, it's harder to give up some of those things to what God wants to do in the future. But let me challenge you with this. It's always going to be worth it. It's always going to be worth it to change. It's always going to be worth it to give up old things. Maybe even give up some people in your life. Not that you don't love them, but you've got to move into a new season. If they want to stay back there, sometimes you have to change. And so we have to be open for change. Even if what happened in the past was good and it was anointed and God did something, God always wants to do something new. Always. Doesn't matter how old you are. If you're five years old or 95 years old, God still wants to do something new in your life. But notice we have to be open to change when he's changing seasons. And I think most of us in here can know when we're in the wrong season. We're dry. Like it says, the river dried up, the creek dried up. We're dry, we're grumpy, we're irritable. We feel like we're just going through the motions, 
We feel like our relationship with God is distant. We don't feel like we're getting stuff out of church and our Bible and worship anymore. Maybe you're in the wrong season. You need to change. And once again, that's not on God's side. That's on our side to change. So Galatians 6, and we're going to read this from the message. It says it's so good. The message is fun to read. The message Bible. It just brings it home so clearly. So be open to change for the seasons that God is in. Now, I know some of you in here are called to be in certain seasons. I can say for myself right now, I'm not in a harvest season. I know that. And it's not just because of my age. I know I'm not in a harvest season. I'm in a season where I need to plant and plant and plant and water. And I'm not in a resting season either. I'm in a planting and a watering season, but why is God doing that in my life right now? Because he sees the future. And he knows what's in the future. And he says, okay, you're in this season right now. You need to plant and you need to water. You need to plant and you need to water. Not just as a church, but personally, I need to plant and water for what God wants to do. So I'm just sharing with you, that's what kind of season I'm in. I'm not in a resting season or a harvest season right now. I know that for a fact. But notice what it says in Galatians 6, 7 through 9 in the message. This should encourage all of us in here. Galatians 6, 7 through 9. It says, don't be misled. No one makes a fool out of God. What a person plants is what he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others and ignoring God, will harvest a crop of weeds. Come on, somebody shout at me when I'm preaching here. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvest a crop of real life, eternal life. Now, I ain't done yet. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. Come on now, somebody. I love it what it says in the message. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Notice that. Let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good or planting the right things in our life. Because at the right time, which is usually not the time you think. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop. If we don't give up or quit. Come on, did you get something this morning? How many are encouraged today to keep on moving and what God has called you to do? To keep on planting and sowing and watering and resting because harvest time is coming. And it says, in due season, we shall reap if we don't lose heart. At the right time, we will harvest if we don't give up. At the right time. That's a promise for all of us in here. When you don't see it, and when you don't feel it, and when it doesn't feel good to come to church, and when you don't feel like you got anything out of your Bible, and when you don't feel like you got anything out of worship, at the right time, we will reap if we don't lose heart. At the right time. 
at the right time, and God knows the right time and the right season for harvest to come, but notice we have our part to play. Our part to play. And we need to change with what God is doing. Come on, you encouraged today. Well, Father, we just love you today. We thank you today for your word. We thank you for helping us to be discerning of the seasons that we're in. Father, we thank you today for your power moving in our life. We thank you, Father God, for people in here that have sowed and watered things in their life for years and years and years, that you're faithful to your word, that you will send the harvest at the right time, that in due season we will reap everything that we have planted and watered in our life. Father, help us to be discerning of the seasons in our life, what season we're in. And Father God, help us have the courage to step out and change when we need to change. Help us to be full of faith to step into something new. Help us to let go of things that we don't need to hold on to anymore. Help us to move forward in the plan of God for our lives because it's not just for a church and it's not just for preachers, it's for everybody in here. That, Father God, that we would change with the seasons. We would do things differently with the seasons. We would be on the cutting edge of what you're doing in our life. That we wouldn't be afraid of you doing something new in our life. Father, that we would change with you. That, Father, you would help us to have the bravery and the courage and the faith to do so. Because you do it only for our good. Because you wanted to bring us into something better and something greater and something more powerful than we had in our past. You change because it's good for us and you want something greater in our future. Father, let us understand that and believe that. Help us to change where we need to change. Help us to be discerning people. Father, we thank you that we have the Holy Spirit in here and we hear your voice. We thank you, Holy Spirit, you live in all of us in here, that you said you would lead us and guide us into all truth, that you would tell us things to come, that you would tell us what we need to know for the season we're in, and that, Father, we would listen and we would change in Jesus' name.